Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Hi. Hi. I'm Carrie. I'm Emma. I'm Dean. Good one. Thanks. <laughs> we said our names correctly. That's Good. She's impressed by that. Good job. Little Mickey Mouse Club-ish. It Emma. Is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice topical, topical reference there from your mom. <laughs> I don't even... I've never watched the Mickey Mouse Club. So, Dean, yes. I, I hear you've got something weird to talk about today. You heard correctly. This is weird. This is actually a classic phenomenon, oh. a phenomenon mystery kind of a thing. It all harkens back to the winter of 1854, 1855, mm-hmm. which in England, well. do you know that, were you in England? Yes. Do you know much about English history? Yep. Then you know this was a particularly nasty winter. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> you, you were yeah. reincarnated? Mm-hmm. Okay. It was we were, cold and snowy, is that it was what you mean by nasty? One of the coldest winters in years. Temperatures settled below freezing from January through March. Germany <gasps> Christmas. Yeah. Below freezing. Yep. So snow is building up. It's People not, in Minnesota are just shaking their heads right now. In England, in the south of England, especially <laughs> where our story takes place, burr. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cold. Yeah. And since we're in California, we should shut the hell up. It's <laughs> <laughs> like 50 degrees, and we're like, this is ridiculous. Burr, this is crazy. It snowed ceaselessly and heavily the night of February 8th, 1855, in Devon County, particularly around the X River estuary in the south and uh, kind of, I guess, south Devon or maybe southeast Devon, something like that. It's a country by a county, by the way, in England's far southwest, just almost to get to Cornwall. Cornwall's the next one over. So is that you, like where Broadchurch was? I think is it was. That? Yeah. Or nearby. Yeah. The biggest city there is Exeter. It's so that's our setting. There is a town there called Dawlish near the Exeter Exeter, the mouth of the river, which is very broad, by the way. It's like two miles broad. It's a, it's a huge the opening there of the Exeter River is big. Well, you'll see why that's important later. When the good folks of the town of Dulles dug themselves out that morning of February 9th, they noticed something strange. They spotted these little foot prints. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start that one over. They spotted little footprints trailing off into the distance and all over their town. They looked a little bit like little horse hoof prints, and they were sort of seared into the icy snowpack on the ground. The prints were mainly about four inches long, about three inches wide, and they were eight to 16 inches apart. So a little less than a foot to a little over a foot stride, okay? Some reports say they were even smaller, only about an inch and a half or maybe two inches wide, but generally speaking, they're pretty small. They're fairly small prints, the and they don't have a very long stride. The first measurements you gave, mm-hmm. four inches by what inches? That sounds like a standard, could be a standard horse. Mm-hmm. Three inches wide and eight, uh, I'm sorry, the prints were four inches long and three inches wide. Yeah. No, that's a, yeah that would be a small, Shetland pony, maybe, if that. Have you ever been, you, you know of horses. <laughs> you've seen them on pictures, and you've ridden them because I've ridden them with you. Yeah, that is I've much smaller than a, than a horse. <laughs> <laughs> but you thought you'd spout off. That just sounds like a regular horse, asshole. But I'm leaving. But it doesn't sound super small. It's pretty small. Okay, it's up. much smaller than a horse. Okay. So. But, <laughs> but it me. could be a real animal. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Some are smaller, though. Okay. I, yeah. Hey, the weird is just starting, sister. Okay. Okay. Crude drawings that I have seen 
as have others, show. <laughs> I don't want to say like I'm the only one who's seen these. Though. We'll put some on our website and all those kinds of things. Crew drawings show tracks that look very much like horseshoes, as you might imagine. Others, though, were a little bit more cloven, like a goat's, split at the front. Most of them are more uh, horseshoe-like form- formations. And there was a sheen of ice that day, and some said the tracks cut through the crust, quote, as if the snow had been branded by hot irons. So they seemed like, like really very defined edges to them, and sometimes very deep, which seemed odd yeah. to the the peoples of Dalish and Devon. Because if the had been branded, it just would have melted. Probably melted, yes. No Unless you yeah, pull it up real quick, and then it refreezes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that works. Weirder still, peoples, the prints were typically in a single file line, huh. one right after the other. So think very small horse prints trailing all over the snowy ground, but in a single line as if a one-legged creature had hopped <laughs> along the snow or a bipedal creature had walked by placing one foot directly in front of the other, which nothing walks like that. Yeah. So they're no. very oddly single file. Huh. Adding to the bafflement, was how insanely widespread they were. The, mm. These footprints were found in over 30 places throughout the south and east of Devon County, or County Devon. I don't know how they prefer it. How do they prefer it? Is it County Devon or Devon County? I think it's Devon County. Let's go with that. Sounds right. It sounds like if we were talking Ireland. Oh, yeah, County I think you're Devon. right. I think you're right. Because I apologize, I just, England. You hear them say County Cork all the yeah, time. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> that's, that's how <laughs> cosmopolitan we are. Based uh, on TV shows. Yes, yes. <laughs> Based on Irish mysteries versus English mysteries that Carrie has watched. Are the Dairy Girls, I assume, also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As you know, Devon County is about t- 2,590 square miles. I know you know that. Yeah, it's, I do. That's about 6,707 square miles. Give me a, a, a sense of how big this area was. It's about the size of Yosemite National Park. Whoa. Oh, for my. our American listeners who have... Bend Yosemite and know exactly how big it is. I didn't think there was anything that big in England. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that, but I know I it's insulting. I thought everything was just like a little tiny village. Oh my gosh. Yeah, She's seen village. The Hobbit and thinks that's England. <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong, Carrie. Uh, uh, England, I'm apologizing for it, no, Carrie. I've seen Midsummer Murders, Dean. Yes, you have. A so, long, long, long time ago. And a lot of Miss Marple. Yes, yes. And yes. You sound like you're 104 years Agatha old. Agatha Raisin. I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, fuck. Mm, no. No. People in England know. Okay. It's also about half the size of Prince Edward Island, which I know you know. Yeah. But it's four times the size of the city of Manila. <laughs> okay. It's 30 times the size of Disney World. Oh, my. Obviously, I found a cool website that compares things. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Disney World is huge. I yeah. know. It's 30 times the size. So, Canada yeah. is a pretty good sized chunk of, of England there. Yeah. And again, it was founded in all over the county, especially, again, the south and the east. My, oh, my. The prints range from Dawlish and Tainmouth on the west side of the X estuary, which is, again, like two miles wide, to and across the water to Topsham. I have no idea if that's pronounced right. It's probably Topsham and Exmouth <laughs> on the opposite side. There were even reports of tracks further afield to the south in Dorset County. At the time, authorities estimated the tracks covered 40 to 100 miles. And by authorities, I'm saying that kind of loosely, but people who were looking into it and wrote letters about it said it, they, the tracks covered 40 to 100 miles. Wow. So probably not a hoax is what you're saying. Yes. 60 to 160 kilometers just for our, the rest of the world. That's so. Let's say it's seventy miles or 110 kilometers. You take the midpoint, right? Yeah. That's like the distance from Los Angeles to Ventura, 
for our Southern California listeners. <laughs> oh, my. You think I'm done? R <laughs> is the entire length of road of Long Island. The whole length of Long Island. Really? Of, yeah. Long Island's tiny. Uh, uh, no, it's not. It's a pretty good size. There's two counties on it and part of the city of New York. Come on, sister. I know, but I just, how far is... Well, I'll tell you how far. It's like from <laughs> Mexico City all the way past Toluca okay. for our Mexican listeners. R is, our, our Aussie listeners, is like traveling from Melbourne to Rorigarl. <laughs> which I know for a barbecue. If you're in Brussels, it would almost get you to water Rotterdam. Are you in Tokyo? Well, 110 kilometers will get you to Yokohama, then back to Tokyo because you forgot something, and then back to Yokohama. Oh, my God. <laughs> my goodness. Yeah. So, or, oh, maybe you're in Lagos, Nigeria for African <laughs> listeners. You need to go to Itabon, Ibadan. Well, you would almost make it to Ibadan at that distance. So, and by the way, I found all these before I found that website. Just That's dope. Why. I do enjoy these stats. Uh, we're not done, with, though, with the weirdness of this event. Whatever made these prints was deterred by nothing. The prints passed over and are on top of any obstacle in their way. They were seen on the tops of snow-covered roofs on high walls, 12, 14 feet high. There was a haystack where the prints stopped before them and then started again immediately after on the other side of this big-ass haystack. I'm assuming it's big-ass. And they, I don't know, they, they moved right through it, flew over, jumped over, no jumped. one knows. I'm saying jumped. jumped. Okay. Under, went through it. Floated. Ethereal. They did the same over creeks and rivers and also through drain pipes, some as narrow as four inches in diameter, where you see the tracks going into a drain pipe and coming out the other side of the drain pipe. Small ass hmm. drain pipe, small ass. That's the technical term. Mm-hmm. Well, Some, but maybe they went on top of the drain pipe. Maybe, maybe. But then there would be tracks on top of the drain. You pipe, would think. Right? One would think. Some prints stopped, or, or the uh, the drain pipe. Yeah, it was buried in the ground yeah. or something like that. You'd see the tracks on the ground above it. Some prints stopped at walls and began again on the side of them, as if the creature had like again leapt the yeah, wall and yeah. started over on the other side, exactly in the same spot. And some of the prints even waltzed around gravestones in cemeteries. Oh my. Just to be scary. So back in Dalish, the town where these were seen uh, originally, I guess, I, well, I, I guess they were seen pretty much immediately all throughout Devon. But let's focus on Dalish because someone from Dalish wrote a letter about this. So as the murmurs spread that something unnatural was in their midst, a posse rounded up clubs and what few guns they had because it's England and they're civilized and everyone doesn't have a gun and can buy one at Walmart. Yeah. And they follow the tracks. And also 1855. 1855 is also a point, yes. yes. <laughs> they traced them to the east into Luscombe Wood, about one and a half miles from Dawlish. So it's already gone about a mile and a half. The trail veered to the north for a half mile to Dawlish Water, then reverse course and trailed south for several miles all the way to Oakland's village. They looked ahead and the group from Dawlish saw the tracks just continuing on into the distance. So they figured that's enough. We're going to head home now, this posse was stumped, though, by what they'd seen, not only by what the creature could be. No one recognized mm-hmm. these tracks, didn't have any idea what, what creature it was, that it didn't look like anything they were familiar with, but they also were stumped by how it moved, because one of the group members in this group that was following the tracks said, quote, the tracks had stopped and started suddenly in the, midst, in the middle of fields, as though they had been left by a bird or something more mysterious that had, been taken, that had taken wing. Yeah. Mm. This naturally started to feed whispers back in town and all over Devon. That's good. That's a good whisper. Good foley. <laughs> Word got around from the other parts of the country. 
or the county. I don't know which I prefer. <laughs> Either one works. That the tracks were showing up as far as Torquay, again, probably mispronounced that, mm. and beyond. So, so again, as I mentioned earlier, they leaped over the River X as if something had flown or swum over this two-mile wide estuary. What's River X? Why is E-X-E. It? Oh. It's the name I of a river. It's a river that shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> we cannot call it, uh, people. River name redacted. I'll just call, <laughs> let's call it X. How's that? Nothing they knew of could make these tracks or travel those distances or cross those hurdles. Nothing natural, that is. Uh, you're supposed to go, dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Thank you. Thank you. It appears that the first account of the Devon footprints in newspapers was on February 13th, so about four days after they found. And it was mainly at the time seen as kind of something that had taken place in Dawlish, again, because some folks from Dawlish wrote letters. But this account, this earliest account, said, quote, since the recent snowstorm, some animal has left marks on the snow that have driven a great many inhabitants from their propriety. Don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> and it's not property. I cut and paste the word. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. And it caused an uproar of commotion among the inhabitants in general. The markings are very singular. The footprint, if footprint it be, is about three inches long by two inches wide exactly in shape, like a donkey's hoof. The length of the stride is about a foot apart, very regular, and is evidently done by some two-footed animal. So they thought it looked like a little mini donkey foot print, hoof print, effectively, and only, again, a foot apart. So this is not any kind of, not a, again, a Shetland pony would be bigger than that. Yeah. And this, you notice that this measurement was about three by two, not four Correct. by three. Yeah. Or, so again, the measurements did, did vary a little bit. So um, still from this, this accounting in the newspaper, what renders the matter more difficult of solution is that gardens with walls 12 feet high have been trodden over without damage and have, having been done to shrubs and walks. The animal must evidently have jumped over the walls. So they were baffled. This ain't no badger. This ain't no anything that they're familiar with. The prints quickly came to be called the Devon footprints, but better still, though, they came to be called the devil's footprints <gasps> or even the tracks of satan that Which last that last one by the way was an early experimental album from black sabbath yeah. give a listen check it out on youtube <laughs> actually please do type in black sabbath tracks of satan in youtube see what happens <laughs> i don't know the devil after all was said to have cloven hooves right and some of these prints were, were looked cloven some of the tracks were supposedly cloven so and all of the tracks were inexplicable so boop you got your devil Sure. Had to be the devil. Perfect sense in my opinion. does. It's sound logic. The cloven print description, by the way, is odd to me because I, I, at first I thought maybe is it just sort of the, the horseshoe in reversed. In other words, you know, the horseshoe has an open back. And if you reverse it, it looks like an open toe, essentially. And, but and cloven, as you know, cloven is just sort of a cleft in the front of yeah. the hoof. Like think like a goat. And... But then I saw there is one drawing, a sketch that I found that did look cloven, almost a little bit like horseshoes, but they're mostly filled in and think the back of it had a little cleft and now flip it and it's a cloven hoof. Yeah. So I'm not, but most of the sketches you see look truly like horseshoes with more, you know, the middle is unfilled. Yeah. Is that clear? Yes. Yes. Okay. Again, we'll show some pics. So anyway, so it got this reputation. Oh, some of those prints are cloven is the devil. An article from the Times on February 16th gives a feel for the general sentiment. Quote, considerable sensation has been evoked in the towns of Topsham, 
Limstone, Exmouth, Tainmouth, and Dawlish. In the south of Devon, in consequence of the discovery of a vast number of foot tracks of a most strange and mysterious description. And in case you're wondering, no, that second sentence was not actually a sentence. It's just bad writing. It goes on, quote, The superstitious go so far as to believe that they are the marks of Satan himself, and that great excitement has been produced among all classes may be judged from the fact that the subject has been discanted from the pulpit. Wow. Don't know what that word means. At present, it remains a mystery, and many superstitious people in the above towns are actually afraid to go outside the doors after night. Yeah. Freaked people out. They thought the devil was walking in Devon. Yeah. And maybe it was. This devil angle actually or naturally became very popular with the press. The Western Times on the next day, February 17th, said, quote, a report that the town and neighborhood had been visited by no less a person than his satanic majesty. Oh, God. Seems a little, I don't know. Majesty, really? I mean, he's Satan. You can badmouth him. It's cool. Maybe they're afraid of him. Yeah. I don't know. There was even a story of a group of men with a pack of dogs that went chasing after something, or at least chasing the tracks into a wood, and they let the dogs go. The dogs ran into the wood, and they hear, yip, 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 and the dogs come fleeing out of the wood, scared shitless, tails between their legs, probably peeing themselves, and the men go, you know what? Hard pass on going into that wood. I'm good. We're going to leave it alone. I don't believe that story. It was, it was quote unquote, remembered uh, 40 years after the fact. Of so, of course, duh. Takes a while for that type of stuff yeah. to come back. Like, oh, what? You guys are talking about that? No, I, I have yeah. a story about that. Yeah. That's my rule. You know my rule by now. Anything that's relayed years after the event is a 99.999% bullshit factor. They're all. I couldn't. Not everything, but. Just about everything. So let's so take some. So if I tell you a story about something that happened to me when I was five, I'm you're not going to believe it. No, <laughs> okay. I'm going to call you a liar. No, I mean more like where, especially when something suddenly becomes like Roswell is a very great example where the contemporaneous stories about Roswell were nothing like people don't generally know that that most of the lore of Roswell was told literally decades. Not until the late 70s, or early 80s, Jesus. did that lore start to peter out by these, uh, including some people who supposedly were there, but still, that's just, it's nonsense. It, 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 it's not, not, not even people say, oh, well, memories. No, not memories. They're making shit up. Just this, <laughs> the simplest common denominator. So, what? You look uh, aghast? I was, or? I was just joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I would still call you a lie if you tell okay. me memories from Winter yeah. Five. I don't think you're, you're full of shit. Like, so, why didn't you tell me then? Yeah. You could have told me the time. <laughs> Why are you keeping it? Is it, is it, oh, I'm sorry, is it a repressed memory? Were you hypnotized? Because that's not real either. So I haven't told you everything. I have memories that I haven't told you about. Wow. Oh, so you're just hoarding some just for later <laughs> They're use? just for her. Okay. Okay. That's fine. You're, you're generally not that interested in my stories. Of my I am too. I'm not really that much. <laughs> I know. Hey, Mostly pretty boring. What? Be more interested. Actually, so how, teach me how to fake interest. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, that's fascinating. Carrie. Carrie, that was an interesting story. Is that I'm going to write a memoir, and you're going to have to read it. Uh, <laughs> That's a good compromise. I don't you know. I suppose <laughs> if I can stay awake. <laughs> that was Dick. mean. That was going to be a dick move. Anyway, so let's take some time with why we are. You'll be, you'll be a quarter of a chapter. <laughs> wow. That's a quarter of a chapter? Yeah, yeah. Okay. like four pages. I don't know if you know how to order chapters, or because that doesn't make sense. At least give me a chapter. Give me a short chapter. Okay. But, okay. So I'm going to take a minute to talk about the inexplicability of this. <laughs> That's not a word. <laughs> it could be. It could be. I like it better than inexplicability. <laughs> so, I mean, why are we talking about this thing 165 years later? I don't Good know. question. Well, I, I've kind of told you. I want to look into a little bit deeper. Um, 
the reasons why. So again, first, the prints were incredibly widespread. They were everywhere. So one letter writer wrote, quote, there is hardly a garden in Limpstone where these footprints were not observable. And in this parish, he appears to have gambled with an inexpressible activity. He, again, I think some people thought early on, it's the devil. Yeah, that's, yeah, a little baby demon. Well, it's not indicative of an animal. No, it didn't look very, so. well, it, it, a donkey, but it's way too small and closely strided. And also not a word to be a, to be a donkey, and they don't go on roofs. They yeah. don't go in, under haystacks and in through drain pipes I mean, either. Animal footprints are not in a straight line, is what I. Would and, say. and also they're bipedal yeah. or quadrupedal. <laughs> uh, well, I I've known a donkey once that walked upright, but I'm less. Most donkeys, you're right, are four legs. But that was he was Shrek's best friend. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> was, that's, that was good. That was a good. I'm gonna, one. I'm gonna give her that. That you know that was scary. That was interesting. So <laughs> thank you. And and by the way, we very much need to bring back the word gamble, G-A-M-B-O-L. It's like walk around or oh, stroll around. That's yeah. a great word. I like they used it back then. Apparently, it's like like where were you? Oh, I was just gambling with the dogs. I was just on a gamble. With why? What yeah, happened? Let's bring just, that back. Let's do it. Let's do I'd it. I'd ask you how much you won. Did you lose? No, Hello. that'd be very confusing. I gambled to gamble. Let's also, by the way, bring back descanted. Yeah, from that early that one. Means. I don't know what that means either, but, <laughs> but let's bring it's it back. A very cool. Word. Let's just use it yeah. completely incorrectly. Well, I just discanted some wine. Would you like some? <laughs> <laughs> so there were also these prints. Second weirdness was they were spread over a vast area. As I said, 4T to 100 miles was the estimate at the time. Though we'll talk in a little bit of just how reliable it is. We'll talk when we get to theories or explanations. And again, this is way too far for a single animal or even a group of animals to have traveled in one night. It was over a single night. This really is, I think, what started the idea that it was something supernatural. They literally woke up and found 40 to 100 miles of trails over the Devon County. Yeah, but maybe it was 400 little creatures. We'll talk about theories later, I okay. said. I was quite clear about <laughs> okay. that. So the naturalist Rupert... I've got, I've got theories. Okay, I know. well, good. Okay. Jot them down in your notes. Oh, you aren't taking any? No. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, don't point to your head. <laughs> Jesus. The naturalist Rupert Gold would later point out that to gamble ar around for even 40 miles, a low point of the, and he didn't use the word gamble now. So even 40 <laughs> miles. So assuming you did this during the entire 14 hours of darkness during the night of February 8th to 9th, and that the eight-inch stride that was supported by most of the sketches uh, the, the creature w that did that would have to run at the rate of six steps per second to cover that much ground. So whatever it was, was taking six strides per second to do 40 miles in a single night. That's some good math. Jesus. Yes, he had, not to calculate this in the 19th but, century, but he had paper, he had a pencil, and he had some smarts. And he knew how to carry so a wand. Smarts. Easy to get around. What? It's easy to get around. Is that going to be one of your, your explanations? Yeah. Okay, you're just going to save that then, aren't you? Yes. Maybe you should jot down a note. <laughs> just point to your head again, people. <laughs> Others pointed out that these were likely numerous separate tracks, and the longest distance of a single track was about five miles. But still, that'd be really impressive for a small you know, a mouse or a bird, which have been both have been posited as explanations. There are very few small animals that would be walking around five miles in a single night in the snow in a freezing cold night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some noted the tracks could have been made earlier, and some for sure were made later. So there was one case of, it was actually in Topsham, where there was some, again, I'm, I'm sure I'm mangling that down. <laughs> tracks were made on February 13th. We know they were a hoax. But still, the vast, vast bulk were seen the morning of February 9th 
and dated then, so they, they occurred that, that night and early morning. The prints also were found in just impossible places, on a second floor window, on a garden behind a 14-foot wall, on both sides of a foot-high hole in a hedge, so implying something less than a foot high had done it, so a small animal. The same also, they were found on both sides of a four-inch drain pipe, as I mentioned. They were found on both sides of a haystack with no marks on the top of the haystack. They were found on tons of rooftops. They, and the, again, famously, they were found on the edge of the X estuary and again on the other side, immediately two miles to the east on the other side of the, of the uh, riverbank. So that's, you know, those, those are places that, that animals shouldn't be, and things that animals shouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll say. The prince at times walked right up to the doors of some... <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing at the way I said doors. <laughs> We're going to keep this, Gary, just to show people how mean you are to me. Doors. Doors. <laughs> they walked right up to the doors of some of the homes in some villages, only to turn around again and retrace their steps. That's kind of scary. It's like yeah. so you walk out, and so some some creature with my door? some hoof printed creature, the devil, came up to my door and thought, "Yeah, screw it," and left. Or maybe they knocked, and you just didn't hear. I don't know. The creature, or creatures, whatever it was, was also not seen by any human, and it did not appear to arouse the attention of, of dogs or or any animals, which is very strange. That's strange. Yes. That, I mean that that impli- I don't know what that implies to be honest with you. You think oh because if you had whatever a badger, if a badger comes right up to your door or your yard, then your dog's gonna bark. So mm-hmm. that even though it's a natural animal that's found in the area, blah blah blah. You would think, right? I mean, our dog barks at, at the people a hundred meters away. Yeah, I went meters. <laughs> he doesn't bark at people a hundred well, meters away. Thirty, at least. He's ridiculous. You walk anywhere near the back of our house, he's gonna go out there and bark. That is true. And if you come to our front door, he's going to. Yes, well, that's more. He may not bark, but he'll go to the front door. He'll probably bark. And again, the prints were always found in a very straight line, although that's part of the lore of it, but there are different accounts, and and some do mention some meandering. We'll talk about that in explanations as well. You can get the sense already that there has been some exaggeration applied to this story, but there's, there's a kernel of weirdness here that's undeniable. And there's also the question of how similar the prints supposedly were. Again, a lot of people have, and the lore of this is that, oh, they were identical. Well, we've already seen that's not true. They were not identical. They had various different sizes. Yeah. And even a little bit different shapes. Not huge. Like I say, mostly it's horseshoe with an open middle, or at most it's cloven with a mostly filled middle and a a cleft in the back of the horseshoe or front Mm. of the cloven hoof. So they they were not super dissimilar in their general shape, but they did have some size variation. Finally, the prints were, at the time, and according to lore of the story again, said to be completely unique. No one had ever seen them. No one recognized them. There's everybody, you know, people, there are hunters and there are woodsmen and things like that, who, and this is their natural habitat. No one had any idea what made these prints at the yeah. time. It freaked mm-hmm. them out. Yeah. So word starts to get out. The story gets its second wind. In, I mean, it, it was a big deal. It was in a lot of the papers. A lot of people wrote letters. There weren't that many stories, but a lot of people wrote letters. And it, was a, it scared Devon County there at the time in 1855 and went away. In 1950, it kind of got a second win when the family of the Right Reverend H.T. Ellicombe, he's the vicar of Kleist St. George back in the 1850s, they uncovered some old letters and documents of his, Okay. 
that guy's almost a century later. These included some letters and tracings of the Devon footprints. He had been hmm. into it kind of at the time. And there's also a letter to, that was uh, addressed to the Illustrated London News that was marked not for publication. Here's a part of that letter. Quote, the marks which appeared on the snow, which lay very thinly on the ground at the time, and which were seen on Friday morning to all appearances were the perfect impression of a donkey's hoof, the length four inches by two and three quarters inches. But instead of progressing as that animal would have done, or indeed as any other would have done, feet right and left, it appeared that foot had followed foot in a single line. I didn't say he was a great rider. He's not. The distance from each tread being eight inches, or rather more, the footmarks in every parish being exactly the same size and the steps the same length. So that letter was a that really kind of does give you a sense of the lore of the time and the lore of this story, that they were perfect, they were yeah. in a single line, they were the same, they had this weirdly short stride. Um, by the way, he said, I read somewhere that the word footprint hadn't been, he says footmarks here, and that the word footprint hadn't been a part of, was not a part of the English language at the time. Then I could, I'm pretty sure I, I read footprints in other um, articles, so whatevs. Anyway, Though there were contemporaneous newspaper articles, much of the story was actually told through letters, letters to these newspapers. You have to remember, newspapers at the time, local newspapers, I should say, didn't really have reporting or reporters. Mm -hmm. They just basically gathered local gossip and put it out to print. Really? So a lot of their stuff were, were from letters from people in their huh. circulation. What's it called when a book is just a compilation of letters? A, a pistol. Something epistolary, epistolary, yeah. or something like that. That's a good word. This great word, care. We've got descant, we've got <laughs> epistles, and we've and got gamble. gamble. So, pr maybe the most prominent letter writer was someone who called himself South of Devon. And by that's, that's also true. They very often just gave themselves fake ass names. <laughs> I'm South Devon. Okay, South of course you are, Devin. Bob. So, a guy named South Devon, he wrote a very detailed letter. And I think I can't remember where it was published, but this has given rise to the description of the tracks and included um, some sketches, this letter writer. Quote, when we consider the distance that must have been gone over to have left these marks, one may say in almost every garden or doorstep, the extensive woods of Luscombe upon commons in enclosures and farms, the actual progress must have exceeded a hundred miles. Still quoting, it is very easy for people to laugh at these appearances and account for them in an idle way. At present, no satisfactory solution has been given. No known animal could have traversed this extent or country in one night, besides having to cross an estuary of the sea two miles broad. Neither does any known animal walk in a line of single footsteps, not even man. End quote. Yeah. So this is, he kind of succinctly, South Devon, thank you, buddy, uh, relayed the gist of the mystery here. Yeah. It's also, by the way, in these letters that the footprints were described. Quote, in, in this letter from South Devon, he says, that this particular mark removed the snow what, wherever it appeared, clear as if cut with a diamond or branded with a hot iron. So he also hmm. gave this idea that it was just sort of seared into the snow in, a, in an unusual way. Hmm. It wasn't kind of yeah. mushy. We'll, we'll talk about later of how that, that may have happened. Before we get to the explanations, though, I was just... I, want to address the uniqueness of this phenomenon, so how the supposed, how this has never happened before or since. There were supposedly other incidents that were similar, though not nearly as extensive. This is 40 to 100 miles of ground covered. One such incident occurred in Scotland 15 years earlier, and they were, but they were very, very deep prints, and they looked like that of a foal, a baby ho horse, according to the person who saw it. Very, very people, people saw this tract. And the trail was different, so it, it looked to the person who saw it as, as if the foal was limping or even partly mm -hmm. jumping. So 
the obvious idea is, well, maybe it was a foal with yeah. a bad leg. So, um, you know, not... Why would it even be recorded? But people have tried to say, oh, no, I've the, this is not the only time. 1855, Deadwood is on the only time this happened. So they've searched yeah. history to find other uh, supposed weird. weird, unusual, unexplainable tracks. Yeah. There were also supposedly this happened in 2009 in Devon and 2013 in Scotland, the latter of which, though, was exposed as an April Fool's joke. You really mean 2009 and 2013? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but they're, they're fake. They're yeah. fake. Oh, yeah. Mike Dash has done the best research on this, on the Devon Footprints. He's a, a writer. He's a good writer, even though he, he wrote a long piece for the 14 Times, which is Fortiana is Charles Fort. It's, you know... We've talked a little bit about Charles Ford. He was a guy who collected unusual occurrences like frog rains and things like that back oh, in the yeah. early 20th century and maybe even late 19th century. And 40 in times is not, it's not like it's a scientific journal. It's a, it wants to believe. Mike Dash, though, I find very um, genuine. He's a good researcher. And he writes of 21 known cases of similar hoof marks that he found. But again, someone like that, that first one of the fall, that they're not none of them are anything like this. Yeah. And even so, it's rare and unusual. And um, it's very odd that no one in the place, Devon, where they were found, recognized them in, right. in mm. any way, shape, or form. So I don't know. And, and again, most of these cases were ascribed to some specific animal at the time. So uh, the, the Devon's things they do, if maybe not unique, but insanely rare and uncommon. Mm. And again, more extensive than any of the others by far. So I mean, so it could be that something like Devon in 1855 was just, wasn't completely unique, but it was it, some, you know, uh, lore and legend kind of grew up around it and it became more known than any of those other cases. I don't know, but to me, I still think it's much, much more unusual and impressive and mysterious than any of these other cases. Yeah. So explanations. Let's get to it. Because there are a shit ton of them. Let's Aliens. We'll get to aliens, Carrie. Well, why can't that be first? Okay. <laughs> go for it, Carrie. Aliens, go. Aliens and many of them. A lot. So aliens decided to walk around 1855, Devon, in the snow, weird-ass prints, hoof prints. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Their boots. It's their boots. And they're warmed, so they seared into the snow without melting it, and then it re It their feet. We don't know what aliens look like. Wow. Aliens have like acid on their skin, maybe. Maybe. Acid. So acid-skinned aliens. We've got acid-skinned <laughs> aliens. We've got... Little, not little, bigger than usual fairies, but fairies. Fairies. Okay. Lots of them. Okay. You aren't thinking of colony of fairies. You aren't aren't thinking of animals? No. Most of the answers that have been put forward has been some kind of animal. And tons of animals have been suggested. Monkeys, rats, otters, toads, donkeys, wolves, hares, cats. Some of these are even a little bit plausible. Because remember, um, Uh, I'll tell you in a little bit, if a track of an animal thaws, partially and refreezes it can be very very distorted sure mm-hmm. and but the problem is if the placement any of, of the tracks doesn't make sense the placement doesn't make sense animals. and either there's the the again maybe devon wasn't unique but it was insanely rare so it happened here and almost never again certainly right i mean any of this animal, okay so it was whatever toads otters You've never seen that again before right. or since. Anywhere, yeah. not even just Devon. Yeah. Anywhere, you've never seen that again. But it, also, it was, what, several hundred cats? Yeah, it had to be a ton of cats. It wasn't, yeah. All walking in a weird way. And all walking in a strange way with a strange print, not at all like a cat. Yeah. That, yeah. And and if it was a cat, if it was a common animal, to the an animal common to the air, you'd see it every day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or every time the snow conditions, whatever, were right. Yeah. So remember that uh, the tracks were also in a straight line, which, again, is not how any four-legged creature walks. Right. 
A flock of birds is another common one. Some kind of bird or birds is something that people have posited as potentially the answer as well. Birds. It was an early favorite Again. because of the breadth of yeah. it and because of, of the distance that it covered mm-hmm. and because they were on rooftops and walls and things like that. So a lot of people at first said birds, like maybe a, a great bustard or a herons or herons were, were yeah. thought to be a possibility. Or maybe some flock was driven onto land from a gale at sea or something like that. And they were walking around the snows for a long time and a long distance before they could fly back out to sea again. The, the yeah, tracks don't resemble yeah. any bird tracks whatsoever, yeah. not even close. No one saw or heard a huge flock of uh, bustards or whatever mm-hmm. over all of most of Devon yeah. during that night. The tracks uh, don't look like any birds, which some, some people say, okay, maybe they don't look like birds, but maybe the, the birds or the bird, singular, had something Wrong stuck to its it. yeah. foot mm-hmm. and was trailing it behind it. It's just ridiculous. It just it makes no sense. 4,100 miles in a single night yeah. by a single bird. Yeah. No. So others people have said, in fact, Mike Dash, the researcher I mentioned a minute ago, said maybe some of the tracks were left by hopping mice, by field mouse. Sure. Mm. Possibly. But again, there's no possible way. Their, their prints, apparently, the, the way they, they hop into the same spot their prints can look like a single line a little bit, and they can yeah. look a little bit like a cloven print. He cites a March 1855 article in the Illustrated London News saying exactly this. So there's some pedigree to this theory. But again, Devon, 1855, was the first and last time we've ever seen this exactly. amazing field mouse phenomenon. And that widespread? Yeah. I mean, sure, if it was on one farmer's, you know. Maybe land or whatever. Suddenly a thousand field mice decided yeah. to traipse all over and the only time we ever noticed that weird print is 1855 yeah. February mm. 9th in Devon. It makes absolutely yeah. no sense. So how about an escaped kangaroo? No. Why not? A kangaroo? Kangaroos, you know what their back legs look like? <laughs> I do. But this rumor <laughs> this rumor got going early as well that a couple of kangaroos had escaped from a private menagerie. Some guy named Mr. Fish in Sidwell was supposedly in possession of a couple of kangaroos and they said oh, they must have got loose and they made these tracks but no one bothered to check and see if this actually had happened if mr fish ever had kangaroos let alone that they got ru- loose or what kangaroo tracks would look and like. kangaroo prints absolutely look nothing mm-hmm. whatsoever yeah. like these tracks and if any kangaroos were actually eventually rounded up and uh, a kangaroo stride is gonna be a little more than eight inches yeah. also they're large animals so that was just dumb. That was just because, oh, well, what could jump over a haystack? Yeah. But even a kangaroo, I don't think, could jump over a 14-foot wall. And if it did, it wouldn't, la- it wouldn't start right before it and land right after it. Yeah. The minister who started the story about kangaroos named J.M. Musgrave, minister, mind you, he later admitted that he uh, made it up. But with good reason, he wanted people were already talking about it's the devil, it's, yeah. the, it's the devil's in our town. So he said, no, 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 how? It's just a kangaroo. No one should worry about it. Weird. So he Why? thought that would work. I'd get a whole lot of butts <laughs> in church if you ask me. What mm-hmm. the devil? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, people were getting scared. He was trying to. He's been nice. He was oh, trying to mm-hmm. calm people down. There was hysteria brewing. Oh, that's unusual. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is mid nineteenth century Anglican priests. They're pretty staid. They wanted people just to calm down <laughs> at all times. So could be badgers. The famed naturalist Richard Owen, he said this in 1855. He said, maybe it's badgers. He said their prints might fit the bill. Again, they kind of walk paw to paw, paw mm-hmm. to paw, right? And that maybe several badgers could have done it because the badgers' front and hind paws do kind of walk over each other, leaving a single line of, of footprints. But 
The problem is they have four, not two legs. So you'd see two rows of these, not a single row of these, as all the prints were described. So it's a two-legged badger with a left and right and left and left fore and hind limb. Yeah. That is, uh-huh. is nonsense. And also, and because the print, their their bodies are pretty widely spaced, so there's no question you'd see both trails if it was a badger. And they also have. I've looked. I looked up badger prints. They have a very clear, you know, pads. The the middle pad and the and the front kind of um, like think of the top of your hand. Like yeah. those pads are very clear. And then they also have their their um, toes and and mostly they they'll have some claw tips yeah. as well. So they look again just not even a little bit like the devil's footprints at all. And again, badgers. They're all over England. Yeah. They're there all the time. They've been forever. You see this a lot. So that's going to be a regular thing, but it's true. A latest story had a balloon trailing a rope beneath it as the cause. This is kind of clever, you might think at first. A guy named Jeffrey Household, he made this up. He was a novelist. He wrote such gems as Rogue Male, Manhunt, Dance of the Dwarfs, and Rough Shoot. So (laughs) never heard of any of them, but he was a thriller writer. And he thought, okay, maybe he dreamed of this idea that an experimental balloon from the Devonport dockyard had got loose and trailed something by its mooring rope that left these marks as it drifted over Devon. So it's drifting just exactly high enough all the time to leave these supposed footprints at at the same depth, by the way, and with perfect consistency over miles and miles and miles. And it's driven in circles in a what by a crazy kind of wind because it'd yeah. have to be unmoored. Yeah, and you think it'd, it'd be a little more haphazard. It'd be, yeah, yeah. that's just is. Um, a local a per, a person from Devon had told Household that his grandpa had told him this story. That he, his grandpa who worked at these docks had told him this story. That's that's where it was Jeffrey Household's source. So, you oh, know, okay. A1 research there, Jeff. <laughs> A1 research. It was hushed up at the time because it wrecked some conservatories and greenhouses. I guess it smacked into them and smashed some windows, and it broke some also some broke some windows in some houses. So apparently, I guess they didn't want to be held liable. Sure. <laughs> so they went and fetched it and hit it and covered it up. Obviously, this is nonsense. Yeah. The altitude, the distance it went, the movement, the zigging and zagging movement of it. Yeah. It was it, and it never snagged on any obstruction. Over this course of 4,100 miles, it was never seen by anyone except the people who went, who worked for the dock and went and retrieved it and brought it back. I mean, that's just... And by the way, there's no contemporaneous records of any of this damage that would have caused the need for this cover-up either. So Mm. it's just classic post-hoc speculation and actually pretty bad. Yeah. Jeff, sorry, buddy. You're dead, but still. (laughs) That was weak, uh, but it was it was at the time it, when he said this, it was considered oh god, that's really clever. Yeah, maybe you yeah. never know. It's not true. So how about rain? Just rain, simple rain. Wow. Just in a weird way, the drops hit the icy packed snow, and then it never happened again, just like that. Yeah. In right. completely straight lines and in the shape of a hoof print. Nah. No. Nope. How about? Just some other freakish weather phenomenon that we don't really fully understand. Maybe I mean it did that would explain how it went weird places and how extensively it traveled. Some guy named J. Allen Rennie, I think he was a journalist of the first half of the 20th century. And the, the sources I read him in, they don't ever explain who the hell J. Allen Rennie is. As if we're supposed to know who the hell J. Allen Rennie <laughs> is, we don't. <laughs> so he said that he had seen something similar, some tracks similar in Canada in 1924. 
and he thought they were caused by, quote, some freakish current of warm air coming into contact with the very low temperature which had set up the condensation. That's just, those are good words, quality words. They don't mean anything. They're not, not even qualified as a guess. And again, this, talk about freakish. It has never happened before right. or since, hmm. except for 1855 in Devon and 1924 in Canada. Yeah. No. One weather-related item that could have some bearing on this is though is what happened, actually, in truth, in this, this morning of February 9th, 1855. There was a little bit of a warming, thawing weather early in the morning, right? It warmed up very quickly. Some of the snow may have melted, and then a cold front came in later that morning and refroze everything. Yeah. Mm. So it is possible that it has something to do with it. Again, as, as we mentioned, when, when tracks are partially thawed and refroze, they can get hugely distorted. Ask yeah. any Yeti researcher. <laughs> I mean, that's, or ask that's any reassuring. honest Yeti researcher that, that that can happen. It can get very, very distorted. Bear tracks can yeah. look like Yeti tracks yeah. very easily. But again, it wouldn't make them single file. It w- yeah. Go over haystacks. Well, then, because, well, then you have to say, okay, what goes single file? Well, what could be, po- and, and could it have like a hare, a rabbit has been, were, were there a bunch of rabbits scourging around, foraging, and, but, the, and their tracks got so weirdly distorted. And then refroze that they looked like these devil's footprints yeah. when they were finally spotted by humans later mm-hmm. in the morning of February 9th. I don't know the answer to that. It sounds very far fetched. And they again, they have to be very small rabbits. What? What do you mean? Oh, well, yeah, yeah rabbits for the prints to be that small. Uh, yeah, well, I presume that again, rabbits are kind of hopping around. So they're, yeah. their back prints are going over their front prints and maybe they're merging and distorting together. They look like this That's single horseshoe yeah. shape. Um, it'd be weird, it'd be unusual, but again, you wouldn't think it'd be literally the only time it ever happened. But yeah. I don't think a rabbit can jump over walls or... Yeah, rabbits aren't jumping 14-foot oh, walls, rabbits aren't, and they're not going roofs. through four-inch drain pipes either. Yeah. So no. And by, by the way, to put the last nail in for the rabbit idea or anything like that, the uh, a local, at least one local writing a letter said that when he was looking at these devil's footprints, he's, in the same area he saw... Plenty of animal prints he easily identified, dogs and, and, and hares, presumably, and things like that. So yeah. he saw other animal prints that looked entirely normal. So why would this weather phenomenon just distort whatever caused the devil's footprints? That's a good hmm. point. Yeah. Tis. I like that guy. I don't know who he was. He was a local wag, let's assume. Yeah. So obviously people come to the idea that it was a hoax. If so, it was a massive effort. Yeah. I don't see how anybody could have pulled that uh, off in 1855. No way. There was, I mean, and it would have to be a lot of people doing it uh-huh. in different places. Again, the whole, this idea that it's 4,100 miles straight is not true. It was in sections for sure, but it was, it was extensive. It was in, again, yeah. 30 places. It was many, many miles. And it's just, that's just an, in, an incredible amount of effort that we have gone mm-hmm. into doing that. Uh, there were some hoaxes later on, like the one, like the church thing they think was a hoax. Da- Mike Dash, he says that, there was a religious point to the later hoaxing that some, quote, low church Anglicans, I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a, like a burn, <laughs> they're out to make a statement about devils, something. I don't know whether it's to believe in them or not to believe in them. Yeah. Are they for it or against it? I'm not completely sure. But still, that was only later, and it was um, limited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One hoax theory was advanced in the 1970s that the whole event was a well-planned hoax by a band of Romani. 
Oh, of course. Of course. Well, this person was, no, this person was a Romani. And he is saying, oh, my oh. ancestors, way back in 1855, he, was in, he wrote in his autobiography, as kind of, almost like a brag. Yeah. Like, we're so a, clever. We're so smart. <laughs> we hoaxed this via, quote, at least 18 months of careful planning by seven Romani tribes who used more than 400 pairs of specially made measure stilts fashioned from oh, wow. step ladders to leave the trail in an attempt to scare away rival tribes of Didikais and Pikis, or Pikes. These were pagans who were fervent believers in devils. That's what he wrote, unquote. Um, you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and you a liar. So the details, even his details, did not well align with the actual legend of, of the devil's footprints. The whole story is obviously just nonsense. Yeah. He made it up. And he just didn't do very good research to make it. I mean, yeah. Measure stilts. What the fuck's a measure stilts? <laughs> yeah. A, dude. And really, hundreds of you are going to get yeah. it's just It's childish. So now that's not the idea as a hoax. And I don't, it, the idea as a hoax is the simplest counter to that is what you said. It's just, it's just too extensive. So you might think maybe it never happened. Some sources say, I've read this where, oh, there's little evidence beyond the, the 1950 letters discovered in that reverend's, um, you know, uh, shoebox, whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not true. There's, there's contemporaneous articles and and contemporaneous letters and newspapers. So I, I, I'm baffled by, but I've read that a couple of sources say that, which it's just, I don't understand why they're saying that. But it is true that the event could have been exaggerated and there have been embellishments that have gone there. There clearly has. Like, you know, when they say, like, they looked exactly the same, well, they didn't. We know that there are differing descriptions in terms of their size and their stride. Uh, The 100 miles or so of Prince is also a little suspect because no one could have possibly traced the 100 miles. Like, the the South Devon person who said, oh, it went at least 100 miles, how does he know that? But certainly, from the various reports, it was very, very, very widespread and mm-hmm. intensive and extensive, and it's, it for sure was done in a very, very short period of time, essentially that night. Yeah. And Dash writes, Mike Dash, he was, quote, no one tracked the mysterious prints for more than a few miles in order to see whether the trail was single or multiple or ascertain how varied were the footprints themselves or to check the apparently reliable reports that they had been found in the most anomalous of situations. If so, there was immediate embellishment. Within days yeah. of it occurring, people were saying, oh, and I saw it cross over a 14-foot wall and things like that. So it's possible that some of these, the most inexplicable parts of it were are exaggerations or right. embellishments. Hmm. Hmm. I'm rethinking everything now. Are you? Yeah. Everything? Like your marriage, your life, your children, <laughs> every, having children at all. Yeah, probably. Damn, Carrie. So, again, local newspapers were not like we think of them. They weren't going and looking out. They were just, oh, the story? Okay, we'll print it. Sounds good to us. Thank you. Still, the argument for similarity is probably a little overdone. There there were different. The argument for how linear they were is a little overstated because they did. There's reports that they meandered a little bit and even crossed over each other. So, with all mysteries, there is some bullshit quickly follows them, and there's embellishment, but... In this case, I still think there's something more there. So we're left with Carrie, aliens, uh-huh. water monsters like Kelpies, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Satan. Of those three, what do you think? <sighs> aliens, most, water most monsters, likely? Satan. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens. Probably. Aliens. That is that is an interesting measure of our times because there <laughs> other times we would have said Satan. Like back then, they would have said Satan. Yes, absolutely. And before that, they might have said water monsters or kelpies or something like that in certain yeah. places. None of them make sense, so yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I, I it could have been like little mischievous fairies too. Yeah. Yeah, something fairies like too. That. Okay. Half. Fairy, okay, if we throw half fairies. Fairy, half like centaur fairies. So fairies. Okay, so aliens, fairies, kelpies, Satan. 
fairies. It's England, fairies. so fairies. It's England. Okay. All right. All right. You know, like that um, that character from Narnia that's like half yes. goat, half person. Like those. I think it's have, a satyr, right? Like those have fairies. Satyr. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. That like kind of that. thing. Sure. Okay. That's mine. You convinced me. Here's my my take on this: is that I don't know. And and we'll never know. And that's what yeah. makes it so mysterious. It, it is. I there there there's a kernel of truth there that's remarkable and inexplicable for sure. Even if some there's some exaggeration going on, there's still these unidentifiable yeah. footprints that were seen over a wide area in many places, in many odd places, in a way, and, and never happened again. And yeah. and that part of it is critical to the weirdness of this story because yeah. we, we it seems like we should see this kind of a thing yeah. again and again or at least once in a while. Here's the thing. If all if every single detail is true, yeah. then it kind of has to be something supernatural yeah. or mm-hmm. alien or something like that. Or there's just some stupid explanation. Yeah. yeah. I mean because Apparently it happened. Yeah. Apparently. It did happen. Oh, it did happen. So, but it is just weird that it's never happened since or before. I know. Or it's, here, the, the core of the mystery is this, is that, yes, okay, our rational selves say some, there must be some natural explanation for this. Correct. Probably something to do with the, the thaw and refreeze in, in, in all likelihood. Yeah. But every single rational explanation that has been put forward doesn't cut it. Yeah. None do. That's why it's this deep mystery that has lasted so long, but it's also an annoying one because yeah. it means we're never going to know yeah. what the answer is with any kind of certainty. Also, aliens are natural. Aliens are natural. So They use aloe vera. They eat uh-huh. uh, nothing. I, I hear they're mostly vegan. Probably. So, probably. Mostly vegan. A carnivorous alien would be a little scary, so let's assume. So that is the story of the... Devil's Footprints. Pretty interesting. Interesting. Very weird. Very weird. <sighs> Imagine that on the Weird World podcast. <laughs> it's, it's really off-brand for us. We wanted to do it something is. different. So we did something weird. <laughs> yeah. So that's all for now. Carrie, tell them the stuff that you're supposed to tell them. Weird World Podcast on uh, Gmail. I almost said YouTube. We <laughs> do not have a YouTube. No. No, 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 uh, no. Facebook, Instagram. And Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we'll and Weird World Pod on Twitter. And that's about it. Okay. About it. And home, did you did you mention Twitter? Yes, you did I just did, now. Did. As a matter of fact, you I'm tweeting. Tweet. I am too. I'm, I just did a few tweeting. and I'm gonna do for this one and good. all that. Very kind of good. Stuff, so that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Ciao. Be weird. Okay. Ooh, nice. <laughs> good one, <Kurt. laughs> Peace up, A Town Down. What?